sex, sensuality, spirituality, intimacy, relationships, and life. Everyone has something that needs to be shifted in all of these areas. And twice a month, I bring you fresh new episodes with industry experts and educators who provide valuable insight to creating powerful shifts in these areas. I am your host, Joy Cable, and this is the Venus Biomagic Podcast. Keep listening. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Venus Biomagic Podcast. It's your girl, Joy Kibu here. And I'm so excited to be with you guys today. And thank you so much for all the likes and all the comments and all the DMs. I really do appreciate it. Today with me, I have a very handsome, good looking, sexy guest, <laughs> David Canili. David is a sexiologist, sex therapist, and um, yeah, I'm just going to give David room actually to really introduce himself and really give us a little bit of insight to his story. And you know, David, I'm really curious to know how you as a man decided that you would stay on this path, you know, to helping people Mm. really work through their sexual issues and helping them find more love and release shame around your sexuality and relationships. Yeah, thank you for having me, Joy. It's really cool to be here. Um, your, yeah, your Instagram is fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah, you. I, I uh, got into this field a long time ago. I've been in the world of sexual wellness for about 20 years now. Um, sex and sexuality were know open topics in my house both of my parents uh immigrated to america uh they came from you know pretty religious backgrounds but they talked openly about sex and joked about sex and so it wasn't a taboo topic in my house Uh, but over time i noticed people being really uh scared to talk about it or nervous to talk about it or you know anxious um and for me it was you know kind of an everyday topic um and so once i got into school i started to take Uh, psychology classes and I ended up taking a human sexuality class with this older woman from New York and she was amazing she just talked about sex so directly and wonderfully and um, helped people feel normal helped people feel happy Uh, and I was like man I want to be her (laughs) (laughs) and so over the years I just kept kept at it you know and uh, my I got a degree in psychology with a minor in sexuality studies and then I got a master's in sexuality studies in San Francisco and then a master's in psychology again uh, before training. But during that time, you know, I was working as a sex educator and I worked at a, a two sex shops, one in Texas and one in California. And I would help people, you know, find the nice fun toys to play with, uh, plastic sheets, <laughs> uh, different books. I helped them find, you know, the right types of lube and with those customers coming in, I noticed, you know, a lot of nervousness and anxiety or just mm-hmm. kind of um, intimidation. And we're like, no, this is fun. You get to get messy and happy and, mm-hmm. um, you know, have a good time. This doesn't have to be so serious. It doesn't have to be, um, yeah. you know, 
a big old job. Um, mm -hmm. And the more I talk to guys, the more I realize, you know, we were, we've been kind of raised in a not great way to, to think about sex or to think about sexuality or think about women if you have sex with women or think about men if you have sex with men. It's just kind of encouraged to treat others like objects rather than trying to connect yeah. or trying to um, be with or, you know. And so I think I wanted to go around, you know, and I've fallen into that trap. And so I've wanted to really increase guys' awareness and uh, loving themselves of realizing that, you know, your dick is great, but you have many other okay. parts of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can find all those other parts for you and find pleasure in, in your neck and wherever. Um, mm. In that, you know, just because you like certain things doesn't mean you're other things. You know what I mean? You're just you're just open yeah. to exploration. Mm. But that's a little bit about me, you know, and I've been uh, I have uh, a practice in San Francisco called Rouse Relational Wellness. Uh, we're on uh, Instagram and TikTok and Twitter at uh, Rouse Therapy. R-O-U-S-E therapy. Um, mm. You can find us there. And if you're in California or San Francisco, you can reach out to us for individual or relationship therapy or group therapy. I just really like helping people feel less, you know, uh, anxious about themselves. And I want them to feel more sexy, more confident, more, you know, have more happiness in their, in their life. Wow, that's so great. I mean, I, I've, I've been used to meeting, I think I only know just very few, maybe just two or three men that are into this whole um, job. Mm. I have mostly women. I know mostly women that are into yeah. it. But so it's so nice to meet men who are really pioneering that space, especially for, for men. Because uh, yeah. when we talk about all these things that you're talking about, especially, you know, the dick size and, you know, feeling right. shame and feeling some kind of nervousness around sex or around relationships. We tend to focus so much on the women as if it's just women that have issues like that, right? right. But right. so many men also have that. For a fact, I know that so many men are bothered yeah. about their dick size. I see them in my DMs all the time. So um, I know yeah. that you are so big on helping people walk through anxiety and, you know, in every way. But today I really want us to talk about sexual anxiety for, for men, you know, generally. So, but before we talk about that sexual anxiety, because I'm really curious to know in your journey so far, deciding to choose this path, you know, I know it's been easy because you said it was easy for you to talk about sex in your household. But have you experienced any challenges, you know, since you started on this path? If you have, how have you been able to, you know, move through them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've I've managed my own anxiety and my own expectations of myself. You know, I think as a guy, we're told that we have to perform in certain ways, show up in certain ways or uh, conquer others you know like kind of get the body count or get the number of partners um and for me it was always it always kind of felt like you know not not enough or you know i wasn't doing enough or i wasn't out there enough and i, I didn't really want to pursue others like that you know it's fun to flirt it's fun to be playful but i didn't really want to um get as many partners as i possibly could um and mm. I would hear the pressure from other guys. And over time, I just realized, like, oh, those kind of guys are not my f types of friends. Like, they're right. probably cool. They probably have good. But, like, that's not my main motive. My main motive is to connect with people, to learn about people, to understand people. Mm. 
Um, but I've definitely fallen into that trap of, you know, am I good enough? Am I sexy enough? Am I handsome enough? Or, you know, am I too much? Am I too emotional as a man? You know, like I'm pretty in touch with my emotions and it feels like, you know, men are not trained or not socialized to express their mo emotions. And, uh, you know, I've definitely felt like, and I've definitely received the message that I'm not man enough because I can talk about sadness. I can talk about, uh, anxiety. I can talk about nervousness or fear and I can talk about other mm. things, but there's a pressure for men to only fit into a very small box, you know, happy, yeah. angry, or horny. That's all we get. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and those are fun, but you know, there's plenty more things to our human existence. Right. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, and I, it's impossible not to compare and despair as i call you know we look at instagram and all these hot guys that are on there and i'm like well you know where are my abs or where are my muscles like that <laughs> and it can you know and definitely women have have it a lot you know i think there's a lot of messages for women to to show up in certain ways or to be thin or to do this or that um yeah. so i don't want to deny that but you know that's the same for men um or you know there's uh not as much, but there are uh, similar instances for men to perform or to be a certain way, to have unrealistic expectations. Hmm. Nice. I like that because we have to also be aware of that. So how would you say all of this kind of anxiety does affect men when it comes to their sex lives? Yeah. It does. Yeah. So in what yeah, distinct I mean, ways would you say it affects men when it comes to their, you know, their sex lives and their ability to enjoy sex? What helps them? No, like um, the anxiety that men experience, mm -hmm. in what ways would you say it affects them, you know, affects their sex life and their ability to enjoy sex? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think, you know, they, they can get in their heads a lot. They can really feel like, um, you know, I think leading up to um leading up to sex or leading up to a date they can really feel like you know there's high stakes so there's uh, a lot of pressure um they feel like you know so let's say you're going on the guy's going on a date for the first time and he knows he has a history of um, erectile dysfunction or you know not getting hard all the time yeah a week before the date or whenever he sets up the date if he feels like there's going to be sex involved uh, he'll start to have a lot of anxiety around it. He might feel like, oh shit, you know, what if I don't get hard? Do I need to get back or before the date? What is she or he going to think of me? Are they going to, you know, turn me down? Are they going to think that I'm not man enough? Are they going to think, you know, so they start to kind of cycle through these thoughts of not enough, not yeah. enough. What if, what if, what if? And there's these gendered pressures for men to, you know, show up in a certain way. There's also a really like rigid way that we can define successful sex um and i think that we could benefit a lot from changing that definition from really like expanding our definition of intimacy and expanding our okay. expanding our definition of successful sex so guys feel like you know the only time it's successful is if they get hard stay hard and come a lot and that'd be wonderful but there's also other ways that sex can be great and sexy and wonderful yeah. i also think that you know some guys will have received pressure from their partners to stay hard or to come and if they don't then their partners can take it personally and feel like they're not they're not sexy enough or they're not doing enough and that pressure from their partner can increase the anxiety actually and make the guy feel bad uh, or the guy can internalize that and feel bad because of that uh, if they don't 
you know, have the boundaries right. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. It's the same thing as performance anxiety, isn't it? Same reason why we are. So in your experience, what what would you think, like, what are the best ways to actually um, really start to walk through this? You know, I'm more concerned. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm more concerned about the, especially those men that usually have, Okay, let's start from the men that have the performance anxiety based on the fact that, okay, they've, they're, they're meeting this person for the first time. And mm-hmm. so they are expecting that they have to be in a certain kind of way. What are the best ways that you think someone like that could, you know, be more confident and, you know, assured in themselves before going out to meet people? Yeah. Um, so this is where I'll, I'll plug one of my workbooks. I have a workbook called Sex Warriors. Uh, if you go to rouseacademy.com, R-O-U-S-E academy.com, uh, you'll see Sex Warriors. It's a workbook, a mindfulness workbook for men who have anxiety around sex and dating. Okay. And there's exercises in there uh, mm. to for the guys to follow. And there's also partnered exercises in there. So, you know, whoever the guy is partnered with, they can do some exercises together. But let's go back to this example. Uh, mm. You know, this... The guy who is experiencing anxiety around his his date, one thing that I would recommend that he does is identify how the anxiety is showing up for him. You know, does he have the beating heart? Does he have the racing thoughts? Are his palms sweaty? And if so, then to take a few moments to ground himself, to use mindfulness and meditation or breath work um, to change the nervous system to kind of switch the nervous system because when your heart is racing and you're worried or fearful you're in fight or flight mode right Uh, and that doesn't really provide the doesn't make it easy to get turned on you know because you're 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 afraid but if by doing breath work and slowing down you can go into the what's called the parasympathetic nervous system uh, which helps you feel sexy. Your muscles are loose. Your breath is slow. Your heart rate is slow. Um, you're so relaxed. Very relaxed. You know, you're having a good time. And so you're trying to kind of induce that state. Uh, and another way that you can do that is to, you know, try to uh, reduce the pressure. You know, you don't have to get it right the first time. There's other ways to show that you're sexy. There's other ways to show that you're confident. There's other ways to show that you're interesting. Think about what you're, what else you're bringing to the table. Think about your charm, your humor, your interests, your hot, whatever it might be. But there's many other parts to you. Hmm. And so think about that filling in the picture. And then think about, you know, how you can please your partner. Think about what you can bring to the table to introduce good times or, you know, eroticism to your partner. Don't think about just what you can give them or what they can give, you know, what you can give them through your penis, uh, Mm. but what you can give them through many other parts of your body or many other ways of just connecting. So it's really kind of opening up the picture, expanding your definition of what there is, telling yourself that, you know, it's not the end of the world if something happens, that if you're, if you lose your erection, it's going to come back. That's what happens. There's ups and downs. (laughs) I love that so much, especially the fact that you talk so much about mindfulness because I'm, I'm a very big believer that 
we really just have to be mindful most times. We don't have to do right. so much. We only just have to be in that moment and allow ourselves to feel. So I totally do love that. So now let's go to <laughs> men who get this anxiety because their partners are actually the ones triggering the anxiety uh -huh. based on the expectation and the pressure. Yeah, I think, um, you know, this is another part of my book where we call it the, the linear model of sex versus the circular model of sex. In the linear okay. model of sex, it's, you know, it's like a one line going, you know, there's only one way. And it starts with, um, you know, eye contact, making out, touching mm. each other, um, you know, oral sex, and yeah. then probably like, you know, penetrative sex, and then orgasm, and then go to sleep. Um, mm. You know, that's kind of like the standard, right? And that's lovely and great in all sorts of ways, but there's many other things. And the problem with that is that if one part of that stage goes wrong, you know, quote, unquote, mm -hmm. wrong, um, then it feels like, okay, well, sex is over. We, we have to stop, right? It's kind of frustrating. Yeah. But by having a uh, circular model of sex where you're kind of like, there's many things around this circle, rather than going one straight line, you're just right in the middle of the circle and you can have massage you can have oral sex you can have hand sex you can have breast play you can have rope and kink and fisting whatever it is and it doesn't have to lead to one thing or another it can just be it it can be as it is and then you can just kind of improvise like um like music or you know whatever you can just kind of be playful and explore each other that reduces the pressure that you have to get to the next level it reduces the pressure to be a certain way or show up a certain way. You can just be each other, be yourselves. Yeah. Um, another thing is to then, you know, work on each other's confidence. Mm. That there's other ways that you can show each other that you're attracted. There's other okay. ways that you can show that um, you're interested and turned on. And then I think, you know, sometimes couples therapy can be a good place to explore this with a, with a trained sex therapist to uh, create the space to really talk openly about sex. I think couples don't talk enough about sex. Yeah. They, they can absolutely use more. Uh, and I think that communication can really build some intimacy and vulnerability with each other. And so for the partners to um, to work on their, their meaning, you know, like why, why, it, uh, why the guy might get turned off yeah. It might be stress, it might be uh, anticipation, it might be expectations. And then why his partner is feeling badly about it? What does it say about them or her or him? Um, and so it's really kind of opening up and talking to each other more. And I think that the more openness, the more connected they can, they can be. I agree with you. I totally do agree with you. Mm. That was beautiful. Thank you so oh, much. Yeah, <laughs> um, so... Is there anything, maybe like something you can drop for the partners, because I'm probably sure they would listen, for partners of such men, you know, who, uh -huh. who have all these expectations. How? Because I feel like also they need to like really do some work, you know, so that, yeah, yeah they can meet their partners where their partners are. So what tips do you have for this kind of people to actually begin to walk through their own, you know, restrictions and blocks? Yeah, I think it's, you know, that's a great question. Thank you. Uh, I think it's working on identifying, you know, what what makes them feel sexy, what makes them feel confident, what makes them feel good enough in bed or with their partnership. Um, and then trying to 
to expand, you know, what, like, a, I might be repeating myself, but expand, <laughs> you know, what their expectations are of the partner, you know, that, yes, uh, you know, sex can be great, but also naked cuddling can be really good to try mm. to slow down, to try to be really in their bodies. You know, something that can be really helpful is um, taking turns massaging each other and just really exploring one another and taking off, taking sex off the table, saying, we're just going to mm. massage each other today. And we're just going to check in with each other. How does this feel when I touch you like this? How does it feel when I touch you here? Yeah. Do you like me to move my hand away or put... And so really just kind of communicating with each other as you're exploring each other and learning about each other's bodies. You are a whole body and you get to explore yourself and your partner gets yeah. to explore you. And so you should allow that space and time to really understand and develop a, um, like a mental map of each other and your partner or partners. Uh, to really make sense of yourself and each other. So it's kind of, again, it's taking a very small or rigid definition of successful sex or intimacy and making it bigger, expanding it, seeing what else we can do, what else we can have fun with. Nice. I love that. And I kind of like the fact that you were repeating yourself because it shows that it's just like, the same thing we have to just come to that place of being mindful of our bodies even with the partners that have the hang-ups it's still the same mindfulness practice so i love that yeah and i think you know and challenge challenge the own your you know the notions like the patriarchal notions that Mm. you know men have to show up in a certain way or that women have to please men in a certain way or show up to men in a certain way that you know this is it's 2022 things are very (laughs) different the world is is crazy right now <laughs> let's change mm-hmm. things up let's make things very different you know why why are we following these old rigid norms we don't need to anymore let's make them work for us rather than us fitting into the norms hmm. nice thank you so much i'm it's been such a wonderful time with you so yeah, I, w- I just wanted to quickly, you know, reiterate. I know you mentioned something about that in the beginning while you were introducing yourself. But if people were to work with you mm. or probably want to connect with you, how would you say it's the best way to do that? Yeah, you can uh, find me and my practice on all the different social channels uh, at Rouse Therapy, R-O-U-S-E-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y. Um, that's also the name of my website, rousetherapy.com, or for uh, guests outside of California and the United States, I'm at rouseacademy.com, and that's where I have a lot of my learning material, my, my workbooks and my courses and uh, live workshops on sex and anxiety are at rouseacademy.com. And uh, yeah, I love you know helping people feel, feel better about their, their sex life. So I'd be happy to chat with people. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Joy. This has been fun. I just wanted to quickly show that Instagram to people. Hey, look at that. Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, really have fun chatting with you today, David. Thank you yeah, so much Thank for joining you. us. Thank you Thank so you for much. your time. Yeah, yeah appreciate it. Have a great day. Take care. Yeah. Well, 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 guys, that is all we have for you on today's episode. I hope that you did find some new things to learn on today's episode. 
Don't forget to like, to share, and to leave a comment in the community tab. And I'll see you in my next episode. Love you. Thank you.